Hello, and welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Uplifting Content, Ioni Butler. And in each episode, I'll be speaking to a special guest about a topic that matters. Enjoy the show. I'm so excited to bring you today's guest. She, I was trying to think of the best way to describe her, and I think I'd just say powerhouse, powerhouse. I think that's how I'm going to go with it. Um, Danette May, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Wow, what an honor to be here, and I'm excited to connect. Fabulous, thank you. Um, so I really like to ask guests to start by sharing a bit about themselves and what they do, rather than me do an introduction, um, just to hear how yeah you like to describe yourself and your work to people. Wow, so I feel really fortunate to be able to describe what I do right now because I've done a big journey to get to this place, but basically I get to every day wake up and inspire millions of women around the world through our different platforms. So I have seven best-selling books, one that just recently came out with Hay House Publishing called The Rise, and I just have continuity programs all around three pillars of mindset, healing foods and healing movement, and just have been so honored to be able to help so many women around the world. Yeah, you've built a beautiful, huge community and have been impacting so many people. And I, I sort of looking through your work and, and what you do, I'm kind of blown away by it all. And I wonder how, how you got there, how you built to this, because it wasn't always this, right? No, literally, and it still shocks me to say this, but about five and a half years ago, I had $47 to my name. I was literally like tinfoil on my antenna, sleeping on a floor, <laughs> just single, like a single mom to two girls, just really in a dark place. And in that short amount of time, I have, and I had also lost my son prior to that. And I just was in this really dark space. And in this phase of five and a half years, I have now taken my mess and made my message. And we have an eight figure business, 68 full-time employees reaching millions of women around the world. And it's just been such an amazing journey. Mm, that's incredible. So, so what happened? What, what was the catalyst? What was the, was there a moment that you can remember where that shift took place and things started changing and, and what, what did you do differently? You know, I don't think there was one moment. I think it was a daily choice every single day to take radical ownership for my life. Mm -hmm. So that is the biggest thing that I teach people now is really owning that you are your biggest rescue, that you are your best friend, and you have to get so radically honest with yourself because I had to get honest with that I got myself there. When I was in that low moment, I could have blamed so many people, so many circumstances, but I'm so grateful that I really just dug deep into the shadow of saying, oh my goodness, I got myself here. And once I owned that, I knew I could get myself out. Mm -hmm. And it was a daily practice. I wouldn't say that I just had an aha moment. I think we're all born with this, this beautiful power within each one of us. We all have a mission. We all have a soul's purpose. And it was me just finally getting really honest and real that I needed to live out mine. And so that's what I did is every single day really stepped into that ownership. And that's really what created the momentum in the life I get to live today. 
Now, did you, were you always in um, personal development, personal training? Was that the career that you were in when you were in this low point? How did you come to discover your purpose and, and to build this? this yeah, so I always was into fitness. Like I was always kind of the outgoing girl and I thought I knew everything about fitness and I wanted, I loved sports. I was raised with, I was had all brothers in my family, but what But at the time, right before my really dark moment, I was like teaching about reduced fat wheat thins and soy milk, like all the things that are actually not even correct because I didn't have my, what I call refiner's fire. I didn't really truly get the power of movement and the power of healing foods. And I had to go through my dark moment to really unlayer the power of what healing foods can do to wake you up and what movement can do to heal past pain and past wounding. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I was a mindset person. I was just teaching food and nutrition, but I found that as I really started incorporating healing foods and really started own my story of where, how I got to where I was that I really dived into this mindset piece, which has been the biggest change and the biggest catalyst to my growth and the growth of anyone that goes through my programs is really this mindset piece. Mm-hmm. Mindset is everything, I believe. Yeah, I do yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So you talk about um, you talk about healing foods, healing movement, and and healing mindset. This thing that helped you transform is, is the core principles of, of your work. Where did this, where did this come from? Where did this, was it, were you, were you uh, working with someone? Did you kind of have a spiritual journey? Was it reading? How did you develop this? Because you weren't doing it before, right? No, I wasn't using absolutely these terms. And like I said, I was like teaching people to reduce fat, weed thins. <laughs> I didn't know much about healing foods, right? Um, and when I say healing foods, these are foods like superfoods. These are foods around the world that have been healing people for centuries, right? Mm. So it took my fall. I had lost my son and I found myself in a new territory of massive depression. Mm. I could not leave my house for three months. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to move my body. And I remember every day feeling like I need to go for a walk around the block. Like I had just delivered my son. So my body was going through all that, but I was in like a really dark place. And I remember one particular day when I finally laced up my shoes and it was one of those days, you know how you have your darkest moment and then you have your aha moment. It was like one of those aha moments for me because I'm like shuffling basically around the block. But as I'm moving, I'm feeling like my heart start to crack open Mm -hmm. all the depression of just staying in the bed. I wasn't necessarily crying every day. I was just like in a fog. Mm -hmm. And so I started walking and just feeling all this like openness happening, right? Which created massive tears and this like shedding. And it was like, I remember hearing about how movement heals depression and how movement, you know, just wakes people up. But it was in that downtime that was the cellular knowing that this was actually going to be what heals me. Mm -hmm. And so I started to walk around the block every day and really started to feel myself opening up. And as I moved into that, I really wanted to play around with foods to get me out of my brain fog, to get me out of my depression. And that's when I started researching superfoods and I didn't have a lot of money. So of course I was thinking of five ingredients that I could incorporate these superfoods to make foods that my kids would eat, I could eat. And I was just watching as my spirit was changing and I was like feeling better and looking better. And that's just kind of where it started to like snowball. Mm. And so what are these five superfoods that you started on um, when you had a not much of a budget? 
Well, it wasn't five superfoods. I started playing around with five ingredient cooking. So I took like random superfoods and would combine them together. So I have some of my staple favorites, mm-hmm. but um, there's definitely so many superfoods out there. So are you but saying I, meals where you only have five like ingredients. whole foods? Oh, yes. I see. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that it was making it really simple for me. I was low on time, low on resources. So it was just like, and I could see the power punch of it too. So I was like being a little alchemist in the kitchen. Yeah. So as you're seeing these, um, the the shifts in you from, from the physical activity and and from the foods and everything else, that was when you started sort of bringing that into business and building on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was, I had my clients, I had my core base of clients because I was a personal trainer and I remember going to them and this is when I started changing. I was like, Hey, we're not going to do our standard 50 minute client training session. I'm going to do some healing movements with you and we're going to like dial this down to 15 minutes. And they were like, I'm like, do you trust me? You're going to pay the same amount, but it's going to be 15 minutes. And I'm like, and will you start eating these foods? And so I played around with them and they were just like, whoa, like what's happening. I feel so much better. They were looking better. So I knew I was onto something for sure. Cause I was feeling it within myself. I was seeing it with my clients. And so this dream was being birthed at that mm-hmm. time. I'm like, I want to bring this to the masses. I can't be the only one going through these things. And I know I have a special gift to offer the world, but I didn't know how to get it out to the world. Right. I didn't know anything about marketing. I was the the Facebook girl that would go on Facebook, but never leave a post, never leave a comment. I would just like the vampires. Oh, how you've changed. (laughs) How I've changed. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what led me into, and that's where the mind work came in is I started Mm -hmm meditation and then I called in an amazing business partner and then my world just exploded wow it's so and just to think of you know there are people that have all these sort of skills and talents and stuff like that and that they just don't reach people I feel like I'm in that place too a little bit still trying to get the business stuff and so it's great that you found someone that could help facilitate all of that and bring that all together and so with the with the mindfulness stuff um, I do feel like I, I, I've heard a lot that, um, you know, sometimes with women that are overweight, a lot of the times that it has come down to some type of physical abuse that's happened or sexual abuse. So losing weight isn't just about going on a diet. You have to address this, this mindful stuff. And so is that a big part of your, of your work? Huge part of my work. And I would say this is the part that makes it so that it's a lasting change. Yes, rather Um, than just a fad that you try this thing, you lose weight, and then you put it back on again because you haven't addressed why you're... Yes. So what happens, and it doesn't even mean you have to have massive trauma. We have a conscious part of our brain, which is the one that sets the goals. And then we have a subconscious part of our brain, which has been programmed since we were babies. We can't even remember. And this programming can come from either abuse, you know, sexual abuse, like you're talking about, or physical abuse. And you better believe if you've had those and you're dealing with weight loss issues, you're probably putting on fat to protect yourself. And these are unresolved issues. But you could also have carried this belief system if you were just little and hearing your, your, you know, your sisters or your mom and her sisters talking about being big boned in the family and having a slow metabolism or ever since they were a teenager, they were going to have all this excess body fat. Like if you heard these things, they get imprinted on you. Mm -hmm. And so if you have this belief system that, oh, if I have kids, then it's hard for me to lose weight. Or if I'm over 35 or whatever your story is, Mm -hmm. that's in your subconscious belief system. So my program 
does this basically this work and it's only three minutes a day where we unwire those stories and that's where you see the results because if I if you have a goal and you start to lose weight but your subconscious belief is I'm overweight I have a slow metabolism then all of a sudden it goes whoa you're losing weight and you're going to self-sabotage you're going to go eat those cookies or you're going to go do something to get back into the belief system of your subconscious so if I can help you rewire that subconscious then the weight just starts to come off. Mm, yeah, it's, it's everything starts with our beliefs, thoughts, beliefs, yeah. everything. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your new book, The Rise? Yeah, so basically <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I got approached by Hay House to team up with them and write a book. And it was such a dream come true because the Hay House authors are all the authors that I was actually listening to mm. during my rise. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were the people that were, I was, that were in my ears or in my eyes where I was reading about them. So like Deepak and Wayne Dyer and, you know, Jack Canfield. So I was like, wow, this is an interesting full circle moment. And they basically said, we want you to fast track this book in six weeks. What? Uh, They never do. Um, (laughs) It's usually an 18 month process for every author except me. (laughs) They were like, and you can write about anything you would like. And I was like, okay, like, this book is bigger than me. It has to be. Why is this fast tracking? And they're telling me to write on anything. I didn't even took turn in a book proposal. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, this is big. So I felt like it was, uh, it was bigger than me. And this message was bigger than me. So I sat with it in a lot of meditation and literally was told, I felt in my cells that I was supposed to write about all the things that I wanted to hide all the vulnerable things that I didn't want to share mm. and to write about the rise. Cause a lot of people wanted to know how did you, what are those behind the curtain stories of $47 to your name, single mom, lost your son to now this eight figure business? Like what is that story? And what are those stories you haven't ever shared as well as all the tools? So I even share in the book, like how I manifested and what meditation I use to call in my business partner and my husband. Like I share it all, like all the tools you can use for your ultimate rise to rise up into our fullest expression, because ultimately that's what we all want is to rise up into our fullest expression. So how do we do it? And I lay it all out on my rise, the vulnerable stories, as well as all the tools. This sounds so amazing. And I love, I love anything where, I, I found that just by sharing authentically what's going on, it really resonates with people. And I think sometimes when you have this image of someone just being super successful and it's, 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 it's not always, I don't know. I just, I just like the fact that you can share the truth of, of what you got, went through and how you got there because then people can relate to you more. And then it also makes what you've achieved possible for other people when they understand the transformation and the journey. So I love that you've shared all of that. It sounds well, Thank you, because I've had vulnerability hangover ever since. You have? You've been worried about it? <laughs> yes, I have, like, oh. massive anxiety. I've, since, since I started writing that book, I'm like, oh, my goodness, vulnerability hangover is on the rage. But oh, I, can, I can just say from just my experience of just sharing from the heart the truth, people typically 
I mean, I've not had anyone um, come back and, and be negative about it. No, they actually have like, not, thankfully. <laughs> exactly, because people get it. And so, and, and, I, and I remember sharing, I talk, uh, talk openly about depression a lot because I think that it's, a lot of people have shame about it and they suffer in silence and it's so common. So, and, and the first time I spoke about it, I remember just feeling like, I can't do this. I can't say that. And, and I nearly didn't. And just to think of the impact that it had just from sharing it, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did. So yes. I, I, know, I know what it's like to feel that, oh, what have I done? What have I said? Oh God, this is too much. But then <laughs> I, know, I just think being an honest, authentic human is much better than being someone who hides it. And then especially yeah. if what you're sharing is to benefit and help other people learn from, you know, there's a reason yeah. for doing it, you know, just sharing yeah. randomness. Beautiful. Um, Danette has kindly offered to give away um, a copy of The Rise um, to one of the listeners or viewers of this episode. We'll have the sign-up link for that everywhere. And has the book been released already? Is it yes, out? it's been out for about four, about a month. Yeah. Exciting, yeah. exciting. Yeah. Cool. We'll also have the link to where you can buy it. So then if you win a copy, you can give it to someone as a gift. I think that's a yeah. idea. You can get the book pretty much anywhere at this point now. Any bookstore. Yes. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. Um, so what is, what is, what is next for you? Like what, what else is going on in your, like you're very busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let me just share with you how interesting the universe is because God source universe, whatever you want to call it. Because for me, after I the book released, I also had a, a 1500 women event called The Rise in Denver, Colorado. So I'd, I heard of this. Yes. Yeah. So I had a lot of big things happen this year. We launched our new superfood um, product, which was Cacao Bliss, a new membership site we teamed up with Facebook for. There was a lot of big things that happened this year. I was on massive vulnerability hangover all year. <laughs> and um, I have basically said, I'm going to really do, because I've been getting asked to coach and leaders and celebrities. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And when I, when I get asked to do stuff like this, before I just say yes, I'm really trying to tune in of like, is this the next step for Danette? Is this really where I need to be showing up? And the answer that came was yes, but you need to really face your enoughness in the non-hustle, because everyone that's asking you to coach them probably has the exact same thing. They're a hustler and they're a go-getter, but we're all based on three. We all like drive from either one of three of these fears or multiple, fear of failure, fear of success, or fear of judgment. And for me, my, my is a fear of judgment. So I'm always in the doing, always in the serving. And so what's been coming up for me is, Danette, can you be enough in the non-doing? Like face the non-doing. Your go-to has been work, 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 work. And you haven't like done, like, are you enough in the not doing? And I realized that all these leaders that are asking for this coaching are feeling the exact same way, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I set that intention. I was like, all right, I'm going to go into this. I'm telling my team, I'm like, one to two days a week I work and then the rest I don't even know what I'm doing. And then I, I met Ndaba Mandela, which is Nelson Mandela's grandson in New York. He invites me to, to Africa to speak at Nelson Mandela's home. I'm faced with all these high celebrities, right, doing a cacao ceremony. The universe was basically like, okay, you, you declared this. I'm going to put you in a circle with them so you can feel them eye to eye, belly to belly. You guys are a mirror to each other and you do the deep work. Um, so right now, I just got back from Africa. It was amazing. And I'm just in deep work of introspection of what comes up 
when Jeanette does nothing. <laughs> and it's been probably some of my darkest, grittiest work. And I'm only like two and a half weeks into it. And I'm like committed to a good five weeks of this. And, um, and then it's going to be, can you, can you share anything that has been coming up in that time? And so, so you're doing two days of work and then just, just sitting, just spending a day just like whatever, like, and you have to understand a lot of people that's like fine for, but for me, I've been driving from a space of when you don't have money, like when you have $47 and you're a single mom and you feel like you don't know what you're going to feed your kids, you better believe that instinct of drive and work goes into full fledged <laughs> momentum. And so for me, I've been driving from that pain, I think, and that driving from that pain of wanting to be seen and, and also make a difference, of course. But, um, <laughs> so I've, I've worked like every day for, I don't know how many years, like I've never really taken, like my vacations are workcations. Like I go do work. I'm like on vacation. I'm loving what I do. So it doesn't feel too much, but I'm like, wow, I'm going to drive from a different place, which is, I don't even know what I'm going to do and what comes up. So a lot comes up in hikes. I go for hikes. And so even I'll just share today what came up. So my birthday's in a couple of days. And, um, and normally I would just be, and I've been grinding the last couple of days, but just still, I know I have a lot of time. And when you set up the intention, you're, it just comes up. So I'm like, wow, I'm feeling a lot of unseen. Like I, I, I'll feel this, like on the surface, people will go, Jeanette's fine, but I'm feeling it inside. Like maybe I'm not seen, maybe I'm not doing enough. Um, I also got my phone stolen in Africa. So it was perfect because I haven't been able to do any social <laughs> and I'm recognizing that addiction yeah. of um, wanting to distract mm -hmm. whenever there's an emotion distracting by picking up the phone. And so I haven't been able to do that. So I think, you know, God was like, we're going to take your phone away too. And I so, love that you find the good in your phone getting stolen. It's just brilliant. Yeah, and I'm like, well, the addiction is real. So I'm like looking at that. And then when I have these emotions of, oh, I want to be seen. Am I enough? I started to go, okay, I'm going to go and ask my husband to tell me what he sees in me. This is like my go-to, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to go ask my good friend or my husband. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I go, I'm going to go sit. And I just sat for 10 minutes and breathed in and out and said, I love you. And those feelings of wanting balloons and wanting to be seen on my birthday um, dissipated, but even deeper work came up of going, oh, actually, I think I remember my parents forgot my birthday when I was really little one year. And, and it totally just because they were busy. Yeah, yeah. And then I got sick six years in a row when I was little. Um, so I would had a birthday plan, but then I would get sick. And I did it so that I actually could be seen. I, at least I'm sick and I can be seen. Wow. So it's fascinating the stuff that comes up that you get to heal. So I actually got to heal that today, which if I was in my busy, I wouldn't be able to heal that. That stuff lives in your cells. That stuff, I get to now go, oh, I get to heal that, move that out. And then I get to operate from a new space. Wow. It's <laughs> so that was a lot, but it was deep stuff. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because like literally uh, about just over a week ago, and was this, was this the event that like Michael Beckwith was at and Prince EA and like lots of other people? Um, I don't know. I didn't see um, Michael Beckwith, but it was the Global Citizens Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday. Was it in so an arena? Yes. So the Global Citizen concert was in the arena. They probably were there. Yes. Um, 
but I was like hanging out with the performers that were actually on the stage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So it was, um, I was, uh, yeah. So I had a friend that was um, there and we were speaking just uh, last week about exactly this, about just having that time and that space. And he was like, I'm thinking of taking a, taking a month off um, and just doing nothing and like just getting a house in Big Bear or something and just, just sort of sitting with it. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I was like, I actually want to do that too. And like, I want to do a Vipassana retreat and I want to do this. And, and then he's like, yeah, but, but you do, that, that means you're doing things. You want to go and do things. And I was like, oh my God, I can't stop myself. Even when I'm trying to plan to stop, I still try and do stuff. Um, and I, I'm, I, I kind of have enough things going that I don't have to actively be working, but I feel like I should. And so I definitely think that, a lot of us just need to take a bit of time to just to put everything down and do that sit in stillness. Cause you, like you say, you can't process things. You can't listen for things to come and you can't deal with things when you're constantly being distracted by everything. So yeah, yeah wow. so true. And I think a lot of you listeners might be thinking, Oh my gosh, getting a, a big home in big bear sounds amazing. Let me tell you, it's probably amazing for like the first two days. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, it's like deep, deep shadow work will come up. And so you feel like you need to get a padded room. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said. I, Cause he said he wants to do it. Cause he's quite an introvert. And I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't sit in a house on my own for a month. I would lose my mind. I know I would, which again is something I need to look into. Like why? Totally. That's your opportunity. Right. Why can I not be on my own for more than a day without losing it? So yeah, it's all fascinating stuff. Danette, this has been fabulous. Thank you so, so much for your time. Um, The book sounds amazing. And like I say, um, just kindly offered to give away a copy to one of the listeners or watchers of this episode, Um, but also go out and get it. It sounds phenomenal. I look forward to reading it. I'm like, did you narrate the audio book? Did you do an audio book? Yeah, I did. There's an audio version as well. Fabulous. I've just got my Audible credit this month. Oh, good. That's what I'm going to get. Yes, and I love it when the authors do the narration too. Um, Thank you so much. Um, We'll have links to all of your work in the show notes and things like that. But thanks again for joining us today. Uh, Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Uplifting Content Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and find it uplifting and inspiring, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you take a picture of your review and email it to us at info at upliftingcontent.com, we will send you a little gift to say thank you. Also, to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to my email update. I promise I won't spam you and I send less than one email a month on average. You can find the sign-up link in the show notes. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Bye.